Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. Man, we got the Dolphins on fire, heat in action. We got the Panthers looking shaky. And oh yeah, the Hurricanes come through with a win to end up the season. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. One take, Jake. Except it wasn't one take. It's not, all good. Not with all your sinus problems right now, what bro. What going is on? going on? That was like 62 sneezes in a row. I'm glad you counted them, dog. It, what's the plural for sneezes or for a sneeze? I don't even know. I would, uh, sni? No, man. You just like said 67 sni? Yeah, like sneezes. All right, I'll go with sneezes or sni, whatever. Yeah, what's up, so? Besides what do, your, uh, you know, your little issue you had going on right now. Everything's good, man. We're just chilling. Um... In an undisclosed location, as you know, always. So I'm wearing Hialeah. You know, I'll just say that we're out here, and uh, we're just chilling, man. I'm good, bro. Had a good Thanksgiving weekend, right? Phenomenal. Everybody got to eat some turkey. I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving meal with your family and friends. Uh, and that's pretty much what I did, man. I hung out with my family, kicked it with some friends, um, and actually, you know what? Today's my dad's birthday. I have to give him a special shout out. So shout out to my pops, man. Yes, sir. Shout out to Pops. Yeah, man. It was a good weekend, bro. I got some time off from work. I didn't get to play golf like you did, but at least, mm. you know, I was able to hang out, chill, relax, and, and just do do some things that I needed to. Yeah. Well, I, as you mentioned, I golfed. I uh, golfed on Thanksgiving morning. We, did, we were part of the four-man scramble. My team actually won. So shout my out to, uh, to my boys, Jason, Frankie. And my dog Ovi, we uh, we locked it in. It was like we ended up winning. I think by one stroke. Like the team, you know, we ended up getting one stroke, and we won it by that one stroke or whatever. But we Sheesh. played lights out. Like we were we Fire. were all in in a good Where'd rhythm. You play? We were where did we play? Colony West. Ah. Colony West up in Tamarack. We usually nice. play up there. Um, that course is all right, man. It's it's a fair price, and it's a it's a nice course. And they just redid the clubhouse and all that. But Dope. that was Dope. that morning, uh, and then obviously at night devoured. So the best meal I've had all year, probably. Right, three plates. Bro, I sat down at my plate. I had a concoction of everything, of the whole spread. And my uncle looks at me. He was like, bro, you know the food's not going anywhere, right? And I was like, don't matter. I'm going to come back for it. So it let me do plate. what I'm doing. Let me do what I'm doing, bro. You know what I mean? There was empty spaces on the plate. I had to fill them up. So that's why yeah, I put man, a little bit extra. It belongs on the plate, bro. It belongs on the plate. And look, thankfully, you know, I'm running a lot more prepping for the half marathon in February. And so I'm able to eat a lot more. So I definitely took advantage of that. You know, it's funny you say that because I went to the parks in Orlando this weekend, too. And between, you know, my girl and I, we, we walked each of us probably, I don't know, like 10, 15 miles throughout the whole weekend. It's it's a lot, dude. Right? And we were, like, at the end of it, like, our feet were just so torn up, like, from walking around and just stopping and walking and all that all day that we were like, how do people walk or run marathons or half marathons for that matter? I mean, you train for that. You know, that's different. But, like. You got to get the calluses, right? Yeah, you you train for that. But as far as, like, walking every day and walking everywhere, that's, like, comparing it to New York, right? Because, like. Up there, you ain't got no choice but to walk to get a subway, to get a taxi, to go here, to go there. Like, you got to make it happen. And the only way you're going to make it happen 
is why walking. Yeah, Fortunately for us, we don't have that problem. The right shoes, no. You can't walk down Unless you're going to one of the major theme parks. No, thank you, you you know, because you might want to be on one of those little hoverboards just to get No, no, but it it, it was all right, but it was just a lot of walking, you know what I mean? We're not used to doing that much walking consecutive days like that. Uh, But it was a great time, bro. I mean, the parks are always a blast. And then, uh, man, I mean, all all along the road, I was accompanied by a bunch of South Florida winds. Yeah, man, it was an interesting weekend for for our South Florida sports teams. Um, Right now, we got the heat in the background. That's why you see us a little bit distracted playing the Nuggets as we're recording this. Um, A game which we were contemplating going to, but we felt like we owed it to the listeners to record the night. So that we can stay to our, you know, regular schedule programming. I mean, we give it, we got to give the people what they want. Right? We, we do this for you guys. And we got to drop in and stay consistent. So why not just record and watch the game here and then eventually make it out there to a game, right? Oh, we, we will. We were talking about the Panthers game. We're yes, going to make it out to one of those bad boys. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it's like, it's interesting. And what's funny is a lot of people didn't make it out to the Dolphins game. Because I felt like there was a lot of empty seats in that area. Right. And the Dolphins actually went out there and put a hell of a performance against the Carolina Panthers, bro. Um, Smashed. Great game. I mean, it was a dominant performance. That's really what I was hoping, what I was waiting to say all weekend. Or, I mean, all day since, you know, the Dolphins won was just what a dominant performance. You know, we, 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 we tore up the Baltimore Ravens on a short week, right? And everybody thought that was a fluke. And we said, all right, no big deal. Right, and then we come back out and we get another win against. I think it was Houston first. No, the Jets. We played. I thought we played Houston first. That was before Baltimore. That was before Baltimore. So that was the first. We had Houston at home, right? And then we played Baltimore at home again. That was the Thursday night game. They said that was a fluke, but we were rolling. And then we had the Jets game. Correct. Which again, I knew we were going to win. It's a divisional game. Tough road win. We were able to pull that out. And now, you know, coming back home, everybody's like, well, typical Dolphins, you know, they're going to come back and they're going to ruin it at home and they're going to lose. And guess what our boys did, bro? They went on there and got the dub, man. They showed out. That defense is looking special right now. And Waddle. I mean, uh, bro, I can talk about Waddle all day. For sure. And and for me, I feel like we got to start with the guy who's beginning shitting on the most in this entire season for no absolute reason. Well, not for no absolute reason. Some of it justified. Some of it, most of it not justified. And okay. that is... Tool, man. Yeah, man. Our, our quarterback, he had a hell of a day. QB1. QB1. <laughs> um, he had a hell of a day, you know. He threw over 300 yards or 270 yards, something like that. Threw a touchdown. No picks, which is, for me, huge, right, for him to have an efficient game with good yardage, throwing touchdowns. And then the only the, – the way you make that game look pretty is by adding no interceptions to – the frosting and saying, "Hey, which which has this been is an the issue. performance, right?" And it's been an issue with him with him making bad throws. But I just felt like the whole offense was like pretty much in rhythm from the get go. None of that weird shit that we were used to, where it's like, "Oh, yeah, our first drive is great, and then the second one is like a different one, and then we do four, four, three and outs." Consecutively, no. We were getting first downs. We were able to move the ball. Um, again, another great performance by Tool by finding. I think it was seven different wide receivers or different and, targets. And completing over 80% of his passes for doing the, the, the second like, week in a row. It, doing things that is ridiculous, right, when it comes to that position that no other quarterback, or not that no other quarterback, no other young quarterback is able to do that yet, right? Because there's some good quarterbacks out there, but 
none have shown to be think, as efficient as Tua can, can be. Well, I mean, I think the, if I wanted to play devil's advocate, people could point out like Mac Jones or something like that and say, yeah. you know, look at well, his yeah, success. Yeah, I mean, he's course, on top of, of the division right now. He's a rookie quarterback. Right. Alabama, but he also has too. Bill you know Belichick what I mean? coaching him. That's the edge that I give him, you know, and, and I'm glad you bring that up because there's a couple times, man, in this game where I was like, what the hell are we doing? What was Coach Flo doing? Like early on in the game, I think it was, it, it was our game where it was like 10 minutes into the game and he threw a challenge flag. Yeah. And it was for, like, he was – because we had forced what looked like a turnover, you know, in live action. But then, you know, the the referees called it an incomplete pass. And it was because he didn't have enough – you know, it looked like he did. So I understand where, where Flo's coming from. But why is he throwing a flag that uh, – a challenge like that early man, in the game? That's that's one thing that, that – What you, is that? You could seriously harp on him for this season. He's terrible when it comes to challenging decisions or challenging plays. Like, his record stinks this year when it comes to that, number one. And number two, he chooses the worst times or the worst plays to challenge, which, again, you would think that him or his staff would have better better preparation for that, right? As far as like, hey, let's check it up on the monitor upstairs, quick, uh, whatever. But it looks like none of that really happens because they just always make bad decisions when it comes to that. You know, and, and thankfully, again, besides that coaching little stumble or whatever, the, the offense was able to, to play really well. Right. Right. And on top of that, the defense really was able to play well, including special teams. Like we started the, that that we stopped them on their first drive and then we block a punt for a touchdown. Huge, man. Duke Huge. Riley came in un, unblocked and just blew up the punter spot. And he wasn't the one that got the the touchdown. The, no, he wasn't the one that got the, the, the touchdown or the block, but he was he was the first one in there that kind of. Oh, no, he did get the block, actually. So shout right. out. Shout out to Duke Riley, who got the block. Um, but man, that was, that was a huge way to start the game for us to score. You know, it, whenever we, I feel like whenever we start off with a defensive score, that sets the tone for the rest of the game. I feel like any team, right? Like you're like, all right, we're going to score both ways. No matter how, how we cut it, we're going to be out here putting up points, defense, offense don't matter. So that, that was encouraging to see, um, the boy, um, I got to give him a shout out, man. Jalen Phillips, he's killing another it. sack, six and a half sacks on the season, bro. <sighs> Huge. Six and a half sacks on the season for a rookie, and and again, not only you, a lot of people in the in on Twitter, on Dolphins Twitter, were like really judging him and and hating on him, and like same thing. Where's the production? Just bah, 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 bah. This dude has been lights out once he was able to focus. And and one thing that you have to give him credit for is that he's a fast learner, right? Because he learned quickly when he was at UM and that one in the year and a half that he was there or whatnot, and then, boom, to come into the NFL and learn so much from week one to where we're at right now, you can tell that that kid has already made a leap, and that leap is is significant because he's getting more playing time, playing better, and really having an impact on the the defensive line amongst other good people that we have on the line for him to stand out, right? Because Wilkins is killing it. Yeah, it's easy when he's getting double teamed and leave Jalen Phillips – Right, and you say it. You said it. He's getting double and triple team to create that ability for somebody else, right? Or that opportunity, we should say. And I, I don't know, man. Those two guys really look like they're working in a good combination because whenever they're on the field together and they're lined up, it's like I feel really confident about this pass rush. Right. And, you know, I have to also give out a, a shout-out to Raekwon. Raekwon played a great game, and he's been a little slow to come back from his injury, but he's really been a uh, complimentary piece to that linebacking core because your boy Needleman, he's uh like Needham. 
Who had an interception. Had an interception. He's been killing it. Um, we all know what Jerome Baker is doing on the season and, and how he's leading that defense. Right. And then, again, uh, another good performance from all our defensive backs. Yeah. Howard, right? Uh, Holland. Was there one play that they broke where we broke down and they scored on? Or, um, I don't know if I'm confusing the, the Jets right? game the week before. I know I know the Jets with Flacco had... You know, we, we was like a third down and 15, and, and they we hit pressed up, yarder. right? They hit the 64-yarder. And I feel like against Cam, he got he ripped off a big play early on, too, where we kind of broke down on defense, too, and we played up, and somebody just – I think I think it was uh, Jones that, got, that was just flat-footed, and yeah. he just got burnt. Yeah, that was early in the game. But, but you know, Jones showed a lot of heart, and he bounced back and had from a that. Game, and From that. And that's pretty much all they had offensively for that day because – Again, the defense. Cam couldn't backs, get it going. The he, D, the, the D line, man, the, the D line was getting the cam, killing him, killing him, and they're able to do that because they have to defend more, right? And the defensive backs, I'm like, we're really holding it down back there to make it hard for Cam to get rid of that ball. Right. He found that one mistake. Byron slipped, didn't do his job, and they got to. Well, know, they got burned for it. I mean, even but, just besides that, just the design of the play, I wasn't too fond of, man, because we dropped the, the safeties. Like, Javon was playing up. He was, like, playing man two up on the line. It's like, we don't have anybody over the top. So then it was then it was a foot race to try to catch up at that point. And seeing that in back-to-back weeks, that's my only concern. Well, um, if but, you think about it, that that's probably a defensive scheme that they really like, right? In order to... That to, shit ain't working, to, though, bro. Well, no, it does work because there were three plays on on... A specifically third down where they lined up in that same type of goal line defense, right? Where they bring everybody down right. and you have X amount of people in the box. All that really does is cause confusion for the offense to be like, all right, who's staying, who's going? Right. Maybe Holland drops straight back. Maybe he drops into the coverage to the left side, to the right side. Maybe this guy blitzes. He doesn't. Jerome is coming in. No, he's staying out. It makes it really hard for the def- for the offense to know who's where the pressure is going to come from. And they know that we're bringing pressure on a third down. I kind of like it, but when you take those type of gambles on third down, I just don't you're like, bound to get burned. There's you, no doubt. Yeah, about it's cool. It. You know, all right, three plays, we do it and, it, and it works out, and it's a good, you know, defensive stop. But then when we do give up the play, it's a big play. It's a touchdown play, and it's like those are the plays that can swing the momentum completely in, in a in a very you know close game or or competitive game. So that's For just sure. my concern. Um, sure. But no, man, a lot of good all around. Um, I do got to say, a little disappointed with our boy Jason Sanders. Um, Missed the. F- Freaking field goal, dog. Was it an extra point or the field goal? I think it was uh, a field goal attempt. Okay. Well, yeah, he. I don't know what happened there. He kind of broke down. He's had a couple misses on the season. He hasn't, he hasn't been, been that great, dog. That consistent. To be honest. You know? And if we shout, we shout you out, when you know, we're going to praise you because you do well. We're, we're also going to drag you through the mud when you're not playing so hot. And it, it worked for Jalen Phillips. We need so. to produce when, when, it, when it's not hard stuff. You know, if you tell me you miss a 50-yarder, hey, Papo, that happens. Now, you tell me you missed a 23-yard field goal, I'm going to look at you like, what's up? Like, what's up, what's up? You know what I mean? Because that's what the basics of your job is, you know? And I'm sure he knows that. He knows he's not performing to the level that that we know that he can perform to. But, you know, it is what it is. And and luckily for him, there was a rookie out there outperforming pretty much everybody else on that field. That was Jalen Waddle, bro. That kid was amazing yesterday, bro. I think he had like what? Uh, nine catches, 137 yards, and a touchdown. I saw he Sick. he was he was um he did what did he do? I think with the 137 yards was the most by a Dolphins rookie since like Arande Gatson maybe or yep. something like that. I saw him like in a list of like these old old names. I think Arande Gatson was the last one to do it though. 
uh, to put up you know that that many yards in his rookie year or whatever. And it's and he's on pace to break Anquan Bolden's record of rookie catches. He's on pace for 109 catches with a thousand yard season, you know, and seven touchdowns on a quote unquote bad offensive team. This kid is the truth. Yep. And every first, pretty much every first round pick that we had has worked out. And it looks like they're contributing. Waddle's looking nasty, right? We know that there's no doubts about his talent. And he's on that same level as a Jamar Chase or whoever else you want to name in that category. Um, of Devontae Smith, right? Those guys are going to forever be yep. together in that. Um, you look at Jalen Phillips, right? Again, started off the season not really producing. But now he's second on the team with six and a half sacks. That's crazy. With a team full of veterans, with people getting more opportunity. Granted, he had three of those sacks this one game, but that just shows you how nasty he can be, right, when you pair him up with the Chris Wilkins. And then you look at uh, Vicky Holland. He's out here making plays, picking the ball off again, making big tackles, covering. Like, those those guys are producing. And, that, and they're, that's they're the playing. So they're playing exactly what we talked you know, how we talked they were going to play prior to the season starting. They're playing right now exactly how we, you know, we teed them up to be, how we thought, you know, how they, we thought they looked based on the parts and the pieces around them and what we saw last year. You know, they're playing right now exactly how they should have played during that seven-game losing stretch. And, it, you know, it sucks because it's like, damn, if we won a couple of those games, we can still have a shot maybe at a wild-card spot. But right now New England's number one in the division. Buffalo just came off a win, Strong so they're they're pushing. You know, it's going to be a battle between one and two in the division on you know between those two guys and the other team. I'm, I have a strong inclination that they're going to get the wild card spot because both of those teams are that good that they, if they ha- they can finish the season strong enough and and do that. And the Dolphins just you know we're not in part of that equation anymore for this year. Um, but it's a shame because they're you know we have a lot of good, especially seeing these last three games. Man, it's you know it's good to be a Dolphins fan again. No, for sure, and and like. To talk about it like this, right? It kind of feels like, um, what's that movie with this dude? Groundhog's Day, right? Well, we're in the same boat. We're we're in the same boat, right? Where it's like, oh, we start off the season kind of bad. And then towards the end of the season, it's like, oh, shit, here we go. We're getting all this momentum. Here we go on the way to eight and eight, baby. And everybody's like, oh, playoff time, playoff time, playoff time. And it's like, chill. You know, the, the team still is what it is. It just so happens to be playing better right now. Right. Right. Um, but two things that I want to point out, right? Those three guys we were talking about earlier, Holland, Phillips, and Waddle. Yeah, we're getting the immediate returns that you should expect from a first-round pick. Those guys are definitely producing, and they're playing really well in positions that is really high demand, and they're doing really well. So that's great. Yep. The other guy that we have that's really doing well and doing unprecedented things is Tua. You know, sec- he's second in the NFL in um, – in completed passes, 70.5%. Second in the NFL, okay? Fourth QB in history to complete at least 80% of his passes in back-to-back games with a minimum of 30 of attempts. So he's throwing the ball enough, right? Yeah, he's not putting up the ball 45, 50 times. That's a sign of a bad, bad team. Right. But this guy's out here throwing the ball 30 times a game and still completing 80% of his passes in back-to-back games. Again, this guy is super efficient with what he does. Super efficient with the ball. Now, all he has to do is continue to make better decisions to cut down on those turnovers, those dumbass INTs. Right. And if he does that, we'll be able to go real far with Tua 
as our quarterback. Yeah. Because we see all the playmaking around him. And look, we have to I also have to give a special quick little shout out to um to Philip Lindsay. Oh, I wanted to ask you about that, yeah. Bro, the guy dude so came out we, of nowhere we and got, we picked up Philip Lindsay off waivers uh last week after he was dropped by the Houston Texans and um nobody put a claim in for him but the Dolphins. So it was kind of like a sus move where we were like I mean, I know we need a running back, but is Philip Lindsay going to be the guy to really, you know, spark this backfield? And let me tell you, man, as a change of pace back, you know, compliment Gaskin. Uh, he's going to give Gaskin a run for his job, man, because they, you know, he 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 runs. I mean, the the, the broadcast was kind of talking about it. Gaskin, even though he's kind of small, he's more of a in between the tackles, you know, straight up and down the field. And uh, Lindsay's more of that, you know, jet sweep toss, you know, outside, let him catch the edge, uh, kind of guy. And and you know, those two guys, man. Uh, together they they were you know they were kind of going back and forth and they they look they were competing already. It's a good one two punch. Yep. Right. And 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 look, that's even harder to do against a real defensive team like Carolina because defensively they're one of the top five best teams in the in the NFL when it comes to defense. I wouldn't say that. No, look up the stats, bro. I mean, stats can be, be deceiving. Defe- deceiving sometimes. I get though. it, but yeah, it looks they're, bad they're, because they're, we put they're, they're, up thirty points on them and, and and we're at home. Well, not just that. I mean, I look at their last couple. They just lost to the Redskins or to the Washington Football Team last week, and but, they had oh, another loss game. before that. Close game. You know what I'm saying? That's they, not a team that gives up thirty. They points ended season. up losing it where it counts. Where's the fourth quarter? Bro. Fourth quarter, no problem. But you don't see teams putting up thirty something points on them regularly. Gotcha. The Dolphins don't put up thirty something points regularly. regularly, and they were able to do that against a team mm-hmm. that's that's built around defense, and not built around really offense. Um, but it goes back to something that you mentioned a little while ago, which, which I definitely want to highlight, which is Tua wasn't throwing the ball forty, fifty times. Correct. We have that a balance. way more balanced attack. We've been, dude. Miles um, Gaskin just got his first rushing touchdown a couple weeks ago. Yeah, off the Wildcat. Yep. It wasn't even a traditional running play, you know what I mean? And then it's like now we're going to the run more. Now we're running 35 running plays and 30 passing plays versus 45 or 50 passing plays and, you know, the difference in, in running. You know, it's a more balanced attack, man, And it, it for controlling the game clock, for, for keeping defenders honest so they got to respect the run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's huge for your all-around scheme, and we're seeing a more balanced attack now. I mean, if you really want to be a good team, you're going to have to balance that running game and really have it available to use against other teams. Buffalo has it. Uh, we see that New England has it with their system of, co- of running backs. Um, what's another good team? The uh, Cardinals. Yeah, as far as change with of pace backs, you got Edmonds and you got Connor over there. Connor. And then even to Jonathan and, Taylor, and, you have the compliment of you know Naheem uh, Hines, Hines. And, yeah, you, and you're and always going to have that. that are competing for playoff spots. And, Tony and Pollard and Zeke. Right, and then look, and the Titans, when they had... Um, Hilliard came in now. Hilliard came Derek in now, but Derek imagine Henry him went coming down. in to spell you know, Henry on a third down or a second down. Yeah, it's a fresh back. You right. know what I mean? Like uh, a lot of the good teams, two are, guys are, that can get it done, have two guys that can get it done to create that balance. Nick to the Chubb offense. and Kareem Hunt. Look at that. That's another team that's nasty. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, Not it's, nasty. I mean, but when we balance. were growing up, it was you know it was more of that you know hey, Emmett Smith, right? Yeah. It was more of that forty-five uh, carries again. That, um, who, who, if I'm thinking Kansas City Chiefs, Jamal Charles. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm thinking you know those those workhorse backs like that. That's no longer the case in the no, NFL. You no, got to no, no. have those two dynamic players. And, and both of them got enough carries. You yeah. know what I mean? Both of them got enough carries, to be honest. Um, and, and I feel like that just allows Tua to be an even better quarterback. Yeah. When you give him the tools around him to be successful, give him a solid running game, put a dangerous receiver out there, put a dangerous tight end out there, and let's make it happen. 
You know, let's make it happen and, and get better. That's it, man. And that's what we saw. We saw improvement, you know, and now we have another big game coming up. Oh, yeah. Sunday. Sunday. Who are we playing, big guy? Sunday, fun day. Uh, let's see. I forgot. Are we playing those Indianapolis Colts? Is that who we're playing No, we're this playing week? the New York Giants. The A New York team. football Giants. Who just fired this, their coach. This Sunday. They fired Garrett, really? Jason yeah, Garrett? last week. Last oh, week. Oh, shit. Last right. week. Yeah, they're they're going through it, man. They um they've not been looking good. They just got a W, conf, you know, uh, in division rivalry against the Eagles. They just yeah. got a W. So we're gonna go ahead and burst their bubble real quick, real quick. I mean, we're at home, and it looks like we're 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 definitely feeling comfortable at home. That 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 road stretch earlier in the season was tough, and we we didn't handle it well. Uh, but you can tell that we're that home cooking is definitely definitely working in our favor. So oh, yeah, I feel real confident in a long time. In saying that, we we will win this game against the Giants. Like, I feel real confident in saying that, dog. Oh, yeah, baby. Fins up. Fins up, man. I hope they don't let me down, dog. I hope they don't let me down. You know, and another team that we got to get into that's been up and down right now really has been the Miami Heat, man. Um, we had that great, More up than down. More up than down. 13-7 and seven on the season. Uh, obviously in a good position in the East. I just don't want anybody to hear that and be like, oh, what's going on with the Heat right now? Like, no, no, no. We're still dogging teams nah, when we still, need to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's still early in the season. So, you know, we've had a couple of tough losses. We lost to the Pacers early on in the season, which I'm, I'm always going to come back to that because the Pacers are just downright garbage right now. Um, and then recently we, we, we lost a, a tough one, you know, on the We've road. we lost two out of our last three, bro, and that hasn't been comfortable at all, man. That hasn't been comfortable at all because for me... Games we should be winning. Oh, games, I'm sorry. So. You're good, you're good. Um, it's games that, like you said, we should be winning. You know, you, you should be winning. Tonight we have a, a, a tough, tough game, and like we mentioned earlier, we're, we're playing the Denver Nuggets and we're watching it in the background. As we're recording this, yep. Right, but even in their last five, they've been, what, three and two? Losses against the Wizards. We lose to to Minnesota. Granted, on the road, but then we go and get a real good road victory against the Chicago Bulls that we were looking forward to on Saturday. So night. that was a big one. You know? That was a huge game. And, and again, it came down to like last minute type shit. We only won 107, 104. But on the road again. To, but a, on the to road. a tough team. You know what I mean? That's a game no, we, we needed to team, win and we did team. win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it's going to happen where we, where we have those type of games and. We're, we're still able to walk away with the victory, and that's the most important part. Leave the road um, as 50-50 as much as you can and be really dominant once we get back home. Yeah. And, man, it's, it's tough because this 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 game did not start off well for the Heat, man. We are down 32-23 to end the first quarter. Um, no Jimmy. No, no Tyler. Bam. Oh, no, no. No, no, Bam's no Bam. I'm sorry. No no Tyler, sorry. Right. No Tyler. No, no Jimmy. Huge. Two of our biggest, you know, offensive weapons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, they're, they're, uh, the Nuggets are without uh, Porter Jr., who's having some back issues. I believe he's going to be out for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, for our Heat, I, I just feel like they have to find some type of rhythm because we had the Gabe Vincent game that we get once a year, right, where this dude puts on a hell of an offensive performance. He had 20 points against uh, the Bulls on Saturday night and, and really helped us win that game. Yeah. You know, he really helped us win that game. Yeah, but we, we've been talking about Gabe because we shouted yeah. him out last episode yeah. talking about his performances that he had when, you know, I think uh, Tyler was out or, or whatnot. So that – that's huge that he's able to come in and provide that for us in those those significant games. For sure, he needs to do that because it's like we talked about when we talked about him. He needs to be able to produce in the in the eight to ten minutes that he's going to play, twelve minutes that he's going to play. He's not going to get a lot of minutes. He's going to have to play well, and that day he did play well. You know, yep. he, he ended up having like what twenty points, something like that, and and, and just being. Uh, 
an effective score. Six of 11 from the field, four of eight from three-pointer, just taking the most of his opportunities and doing something with it. And he's getting another opportunity tonight. So far, he's playing okay. Um, and Yeah, we see him running the point. You know, they're giving him more control of the offense. Um, he just threw the ball away and turned it over. As we said that, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we really did. We did give him the the good old. I gave him the good old announcer's curse. All right, I gave him the good old announcer's curse. But, but you know, whatever. There was a lot of hype coming into this game too, with the whole Jokic thing and the brothers and Haslam having to come out and squash that. Like, yo, it's about basketball. These guys don't want to make it about anything else other than basketball. Right? Because you're not going to come to our city, my city. This is Haslam. Right, and well, try to do something out. that you know you're not going to do anywhere else. So yeah, bro, these guys are uh, talking all that smack. Hey, it is. What I mean, one is, of them right? is a little scary. I think he's an MMA fighter or something. But yeah, he looks vicious. What's a goon to a goblin? You know what I'm saying? Yo, we ain't scared of nobody down here, man. Um, but besides all that, like the Heat, we we need these guys to really get on a run. You yeah, know? get on a run. A- avoid going. The to one we ten. just had, the one, the six, seven game, you know, win streak that we just had. Right. It doesn't even have to be that much. Just give me four games in a row where you guys go get four dubs in a row and lose a game, and then go get another four games in a row. Because what we, what we have to do is avoid ten games in the loss column as early as you can in the season. You want to push that back as as far as possible. Because yeah, you're gonna lose games in and out. It's it's the NBA. There's mm-hmm. talent everywhere, right? right? Um, but you really want to be a uh, a streaky team in the sense of being able to string together victories back to back to back. That's that you're, how you, that you're building one off the other. Exactly, because that's how you build a lead, or you're able to get up to the amount of wins needed to secure a second seed, a third seed, or something like that. You can't depend on the other teams out there to just have a bad year. Right. You have to be able to compile wins enough to say, "All right, this is how we're going to be. We're going to be in the top." Three positions of the East because the, I feel like the East is wide open. The Bucks aren't are 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 a team that's not no, they're, vulnerable, they're, but know. they can be beaten. Right, Brooklyn looks like another team that can be easily beaten. Yeah, we have a team like Chicago that we know we can compete against. Yep. Um, Boston Celtics, another team we know we can compete with, who's a really they're, really they're good team. shaky right now too. Right, they're, no, they're getting better. You know what I mean as as the season progressed, but they started off. Way worse than we did, you know? So I feel like our team mentality and the chemistry that the squad has right now is based off us having good performances so early on in the season. We can't have a a, a, a space or a set of time in the schedule where we're like, damn, we lost four games in a row again. Like we did earlier this year, we can't we can't do that again. No, that, that definitely that. that's definitely deflating. Nobody you know? wants to lose multiple games in a row like that, but. Um, I think, you know, the losses, like, like you said, any, you know, these are all M- NBA players or, you know, or NBA teams are, they're professionals, man. Any, on any given night, any one of these teams can win. You know, we've seen that. We saw that again, going back to it, the Pacers game. And we saw it with the Timberwolves game, which I wanted to talk about a little bit about, um, you know, Anthony Edwards, this kid is, Sick. why are more people not talking about this kid? I mean, he did dunk. On he Gabe is. Vincent. He has the dunk of the year, and it wasn't. It didn't, it wasn't, even, didn't count. even count. It was like, on Gabe Vincent. Shout out Gabe Vincent for trying man. to take the charge. Okay. But my you man, give credit. When sorry, credit is due, you cannot. You got to get out the way when the plane is taking <laughs> off like that, bro. Yo, this dude jumped from so far. Like I saw the breakdown. It was kind of a blunder on on Robinson. Because he was guarding him, yeah. and he just broke down and gave up on the play altogether. He knew he had, and he backdoored him, and gave Vincent try to step into the lane, and you know he ended up drawing the charge. But dude, this was the nastiest dunk I've seen yeah. all 
year. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, bro. And 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 look, I, I remember the dunk because I remember my reaction to the dunk. I, I, I was like with my girl and some other people. The dunk happened, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I completely ignored the conversation. I got up. I'm looking at the TV like, excuse me, one second. Did you guys see that? Bro. And then I was like, thank God it didn't count. <laughs> yes. That's kind of what I was thinking, too, but I was like, at the same time, I'm like, they kind of should have, bro, that, that dunk was nasty, bro. It was, bro. It and was. And that game, I mean, he put he balled that game. Like, no, I mean, this kid's been going off in no, certain he, games. He won that game for Minnesota. He bro. did, man. He, he won did. He put up some big dunk. big points for them. And, you know, that's okay. I, you know, shout out to him. And, and I, I know that, you know, he can get it done. But in a seven-game series, which is what this all is all about, right? They'll never get it done like the, that. The, a team like the Timberwolves or a team like the Pacers. They'll never get it done like that. This year, they're not taking us in seven games. Nah. So those are not the teams that I'm worried about. Nah, nah. I mean, it's, it's the teams that we were mentioning, you know. But in order to feel confident about playing those teams, we need to be a team that get some good wins. runs. On runs. Like the Suns. Four in a row. Five in a row. Ah, oh, damn, we lost one. All right, build it back up. Three in a row. Boom. And, and take another loss. Even that's acceptable. You know, but we have to be like that in order to really make it to that position where we have home court advantage against a uh, Boston team, a uh, Brooklyn team, uh, even Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, we want to be home against those The teams. Knicks, bro. You ain't even mentioned the in New York. I mean, shout out to whatever. Bing bong. Nah, I'm not. Sure. <laughs> you ain't with that? <laughs> oh, man, I fuck with side talk, man. They crack me up. Those guys are crazy. They dog. crack me Those up. Those guys are crazy. Um, New York fans are crazy, man. I, the most recent one where dude's like, yo, who'd you vote for? He's like, Byron. <laughs> this shit just kills me. That's the problem with Knicks fans, oh, dog. Man. That they're always delusional. They don't really ever know what the hell they're talking about. Nah, man. but they got a good good squad right now, man. Low-key, they got a, a good squad right now. They're pretty solid. Pretty yeah. solid. But, yeah, those hate. are teams that we want. I'd rather be home against facing them in the playoffs. Right. Exactly. So I need the Heat all, to come back for that. in this game against the Nuggets. They're on a little mini run. We're going to leave them alone. And we're going to get back to talking about things for the podcast. And something that I want to move on to before we get crazy, crazy. Wait, before, uh, you, before you move on to that, I just want to uh, let everybody know uh, the Heat, obviously playing the Nuggets right now, is you're, you know, you've already, by the time you're hearing this, you already got the result, but we got uh, Cavs at home on Wednesday, Friday, we're on the road at the Pacers, so that's the one I'm going to be watching right there, and then uh, we're on the road at the Bucks on Saturday, we got a back-to-back, so uh, make sure you check those out, but... Yeah, moving on to you know your uh, your sponsorship that you nah, brought. We're gonna we're gonna save the Kings for last because you know I, I, there's a lot that needs to be said about. Those okay, guys. all right, sure. Yeah, it's the last game of the season and yeah, stuff. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Um, what I wanted to talk about was the Panthers, um, because th- we finally lost at home, albeit to a weaker team, which was kind of whack. Um, we lost to the Seattle Kraken, uh, but before that, the we expansion lost, team. Yeah, we lost to the Washington Capitals, which is a, pretty much a rival of ours, of Edgecane, and then we always find a way to like play really tough games, and it was tough because that's that's already the second or third time that the Panthers lose back to back games like that. You know, we had that four game losing streak that happened, and then it was like, all right, we went on a good streak again of winning. And then, boom, another two back-to-back losses, especially one at home. That one at home against Seattle, that one hurt, man, because... I think that game was a fluke, though, so... Yeah. Honestly. Was it? I mean, we lost 4-1, man. Even to, uh, like, our toughest opponent, like the, the, the Caps, 
we lost four to three. You know what I mean? It was a game. close game. That's how we've been losing in our losses this year. They're close. The four one. I mean, they're you know we've only had one other game like that. Yeah, and, it was it was hard. And then that night, you know, there's just it's just kind of a one of those things where that night one thing leads to another, and then you're not getting the calls, and you know one mistake just kind of compiles and. You know, you're, now you're you're just dealing with a bunch of shit that you can't come back from. I think that's kind of what happened in this game against the Kraken. Nah, for sure, because we went down early one zip, and then it was like we're down two zip, and it's like okay, these guys are definitely extra focused on on this game, and we're not playing as well as we should yep. be, or not being as efficient as we should be. You know, that that definitely was a problem. We were Tyson, they were Buster Douglas. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and they came out swinging and you they caught me? us, and they they deserved the win. Right, but I just didn't expect that type of performance. At nobody home. did at home. Yeah, nobody did. Yeah, they let lose, their guard down. Right, like you lose. They thought to the it was going to be a breeze, or the, or another team on the road like that on a, on a three game road trip. I'm like, okay, whatever, that happens. But damn, what a whack performance yeah. at home! Yeah. And and, on, and again, coming off a loss to Washington, you would think that they would use come that back game with a little bit more fire to come back and be like, all right, let's get another streak rolling. It's like, damn, dude, like we're gonna lose like that at home, and then like lose the undefeated at home. We had a chance to be the first team ever to go like eleven and zero at home and forever. <sighs> just just a loss opportunity. Yeah, no, it definitely hurts. It definitely hurts. But no, what hurts is that we got to play the Capitals again. Right. But we're, now we're doing it at home. So do we lose? So, we, you know, Some we were bound to lose one, right? We were bound right. to lose one at home. It's tough to go undefeated at home. You're going to lose one. Um, but now it's a matter of can we bounce back at home, right? So yeah. we lost at home, and now we're playing a, a, an opponent that we just lost to a couple nights ago. Can we bounce back and get the dub at home? We need to. We have to. Absolutely we, we have to, to in this game. We need to because we have a streak of three home games coming up, right? We lose the game against – it was technically a four-game homestand. We we had the opener against Seattle, which we lost, like you mentioned. And now we play the Capitals. And then again, we play the Sabres. And so, then we play yep. St. Louis twice in a row. We play them home and away. Yeah, that's a tough one right there. That's, that's the a blues. tough little stretch of games right there. Uh, the the I know right now that the Blues are playing well. I know for a fact right now the Buffalo Sabres are playing well right now. Um Tough opponents to play, whether at home or on the road. But just making it at home makes it extra harder because it's like, all right, we know we're a good team at home. Now we have that pressure to keep winning like we have been at home. Can we do it? I don't know. Yeah, the the, the Blues are second in the Central. The Sabres not doing so great. They're 8-10-3. and three. Um, But, again, the Kraken are, have an even worse record than them. Yep. And then uh, the Capitals, I mean, we just lost them. So this is this is a, a tough little stretch here. Tough Three stretch, out of the four man. games are, are pretty tough. And and I feel bad because Spencer Knight in those losses has had bad performances. And, then, you know, they're putting Big Bob back in goalie tomorrow night. Uh, well, today as the time that you guys are hearing it, as we'll be playing the Capitals at home. Um, and, and hopefully he's able to provide some type of stability back there where he stops a couple of good shots and, and really gets the de- defense, like, some type of motivation to – continue to play well, and then hopefully initiate that into quicker offense. Because when this team is playing fast on the ice, that's when they're, they're most dangerous. We have so many good attacking options, it's ridiculous. You can swap them out at any single time. And and on that, we just got Barkov returning to practice recently. So He's we're been skating gonna be, around. Remember, we talked we're about We're going to be getting him back here pretty soon. practicing, practicing. Yep. You know, he's not taking lower body hits, which is smart. You know, right, they yeah, absolutely. Drills and stuff like that. But it, like, he's heading same. in the right direction. We're still early on in the season. It's like, oh, you yes. know, take your time, big guy. Once you get back out there, 
They're done for. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The opponents, that is, not the Panthers. No, no, no. no. But, yeah, man, uh, we do need a quick turnaround. Um, we definitely, like like we were saying about the Heat, we need to pull off a few wins in a row, right? A few big wins in a row, and then um, we'll get right back on track. So, um, But, anyways, before we get into the last topic, um, you know, obviously everybody knows what we've been waiting for. Uh, it's the finale, the right the end of the season conversation. Um the Marlins, man. The Marlins, we just had some news a little while ago, which I want, I was looking forward to talk to you about this. It just made a recent acquisition. Um, got a new uh, a catcher. New catcher. You got any details for the for the people? Yes, sir. The Marlins have traded for catcher from Pittsburgh Pirates. I hate that team. Um, I just hate the P on their hat. I don't know why. But we pick up. You know, all the, you know all the Pittsburgh teams have black and yellow? Yeah. Yeah, the, Steelers, the Penguins, the Steelers, the Pirates—they're all black and yellow. Another they're the only team that the, the only city that does that. Another reason why I hate them. Um, but they trade yeah, us Jacob Yinzers. Stallings, who's a what? gold glove catcher. Nasty. I know that. Nasty, nasty catcher. And what's what's pretty cool is that we only gave up what a couple uh, of prospects, a pitcher, and a couple of prospects. Okay, all right. Well, we got a sick catcher in return. Thirty-one years old though. A little bit older. Doesn't really Maybe fit that prime. young mold. Probably in his prime at 31, right? You're, you're, you're seasoned. He's a veteran. You're a veteran. You know, you, and to be honest, that's probably something that we need, a little bit of veteran leadership. Right. Right? Because we, we traded start, uh, Marte, who had a little bit of, you know, like that veteran squad. Uh, we still have Miggy here, who's, who's our leader. But it never hurts to have a guy behind the plate, right, especially for such a young staff. To be like, hey, guys, this is how we're going to pitch. You're okay. We're yeah. going to do this. You're all right. Hey, guys, defensively, we're here. We're there. And we're just going to be able to have somebody we can count on to help all these young pitchers. No, and historically, um, great Marlins teams have always had a great catcher. Exactly, man. You think back to the days of Pudge or even most recently with Real Muto. You know, we, we've always had, you know, a good, that that's important, especially the communication between a catcher and a pitcher and that relationship that they have. We got a lot of good talent, man. A lot of good pitching talent, young pitching talent, and you know, we need somebody to to kind of help help guide them a little bit, right? In some of those tougher games and tougher situations, and yep. I think Stallings is going to be that guy, man. Yeah, and look, we got and we out, even signed another pitcher. Marlins gave a five year contract, fifty six million dollars to um, as as Avisal. Wow, man, you, you guys, you Cubans and your names, bro. How you know? Is he Cuban? For sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's that sounds like it could be Dominican. A V I S A I L. That sounds like it could be a Dominican I, ass bro, name too, bro. bro, bro Don't bro, even bro, get me bro, started, bro, 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 between bro, Cuban and Dominican bro. names, because I've heard some wild shit. No, they get wild. Yeah, way off. He's from Venezuela. Oh, even worse. <laughs> even worse. Uh, yeah, so funny. But um, a right-handed pitcher, power guy. Um, you know, uh, 877 strikeouts. Really strong, strong arm guy. But these guys are investing in the in the pitching staff, which is yeah. I feel like where we kind of lacked last season. Absolutely, right? Where Especially we, in the relief and the closing pitching. Oh yes, right. Where Gave we up a lot of big games, and even in the in end. some starters, because you know we went we we really couldn't get the best out of Sandy. He wasn't available all the time. Like it was just tough, you know. It was tough, and now that we have again a, a veteran, smart catcher who's somebody who, who we can depend on behind the plate, no matter who's on the mound. And in the locker room, it's gonna be great. And and the, I really feel like Jeter's trying to get into that Riley echelon where he's like, I'm gonna put together a badass squad, and we're gonna win something. Out and of we're it. gonna be relevant for the next fifteen years, twenty years, as opposed to you know 
three to five years and then I'm out of here to go do it somewhere else. So yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really hoping that that's the case that he's, <laughs> excuse me, he's invested and, and, you know, we're looking at a real long-term plan here. Yeah, for sure. I, I really think he is too, because if we see it with the heat, um, we see it with the, with the Panthers, the Panthers, right? Dolphins, Dolphins, to some extent, to some extent, Still some questions around there, a lot of questions, but whatever. Uh, and, and those are franchises that are predominantly doing well and keeping their fan base down here really, you know, excited about what's going on. Absolutely. Now we got to head to the one non-professional team that we have down here, and that's the Miami Hurricanes. We blow out Duke on the road. I think the final score was 47-10, something like that. Uh, A great day for Tyler Van Dyke, Nyan, um, all of our seniors. They got to play uh, Mike Harley, making history, right, becoming – Leader in, in receiving yards, uh, Rambo having uh, the most yards in the season. Um, and overall, overall, when you look at how individuals performed, right, and got better, a great year. Yeah. Right? A great year. Uh, was the record great? It was a better end to the season than it was start to the season, right? Think back to that first game against Alabama. For sure. The hype. The Eric King, Manny Diaz, turnover chain. Is this the year for the U? Are they back? And to get smacked in the mouth that, you know, early in the season, I think it, it was it was and, a tough one to, and to just overcome. Tough losses, right? Tough loss against Michigan State. We lose against FSU. We we have real tough that losses. That one really stings, man, especially the way they closed out the season tough. in style. Tough. You know I mean, like, that's why this, this last win, it was good. It was a good, you know, Way to kind of close out, uh, you know, in a dominant performance against a team that we should obviously be doing that against. But the fact that that the Canes lost to FSU, man, a couple weeks ago, like that shit still lingers. Like, yeah, those rivalry games, bro, those are so big. Like, you'll forget all you'll forget the Alabama game. You'll forget that Michigan State game. You'll forget every other close game that happened. But that FSU game, you will not forget that. No, 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 no. Because if if you're a hardcore fan, right, like 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 you and I are, um, that's the game you look forward to every single year. No matter if you're ranked in the top five, whatever. You're playing FSU. You're playing Miami. That's the game you circle on your calendar. Every that's the, year. That's the one that you make the party plans for. Hey, we're going to get together at so-and-so's house. We're yep. going to do this. Bring the cajachina. You know I what I mean? The, I got the dip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're all over that game. And we lost it this year. And that just sucks. Especially yeah, after man. winning three in a row. And then winning two more after that. You know what I mean? Like to close tough. out the season. You know, tough. you win that. It's like, dude, the, the Canes finish out six straight. But yeah. now that you're like, yeah, hey, they went five and one. And, the and season. a bad FSU team. At a- that. Exactly. At that. Exactly. A whole really bad FSU team. A really bad FSU team. But whatever. You know, uh, which why it, it leads me to my little rant that I'm about to go on. Do you think, player? Um, I really feel like we all need to stop eating so much shit and give Manny his respect and let the man coach. Because I'll give him that. It's evident. It's evident that he has something brewing here with the players that he's recruited, players that he trusts, players that he's been playing, and all of those guys have been performing. Uh, he brought Tyler Van Dyke here to the program. He brought Jake Garcia here to the program, and those guys were already competing for the spot. And if Jake Garcia was able to challenge Van Dyke for that f- spot, and by Van Dyke is doing what he's doing right now, which is throwing up 350 yards like it's nothing, right? Then you have to take a step back, look at the program, and say, did it improve? 
Who got better? How much better? Is this going in the right direction on the field? All of those answers are yes. Yeah. All of those answers are yes. And granted, granted, um, again, we have bad losses. But guess what? So does Alabama. So does Oregon. So does uh, Ohio, St- Ohio State, who just lost to Michigan. Huge. That was a huge one. They hadn't, they hadn't lost to them in nine years. You're going to lose games. You're going to lose games. Nobody's perfect like that. It's really hard to do. But I, I implore you guys to really take a look at the program and say, where has the leadership failed us? We're not doing as good as we can with the facilities. or We're not doing as good as we can with getting the best of the best players. And some of that is not on Manny. Some of that is has to do with the limitations that he's having to work with. And in my opinion, if you want success, real success in college, you have to give it time. It's not going to be a one to two year thing, flashing the pan. That shit may look good for the first one season or two seasons, but after that, it deads out. And when it deads out, it deads out bad. Yeah, that's not where we're at. You know what I mean? Every year on the Manning, this team has improved, gotten better. And I, for one, am officially throwing my support behind them because not only does he deserve it, he needs it because people need to know that he's really going to be the one to put this program back in a direction where we're winning and competing for national championships. Now, all of that said, to be, to be very, very aware of the fact that the AD that we're going to sign has to match his intensity, has to match that same everything that Manny is about. Right. And and take his vision and say, I'm going to, I'm not only going to help you with your vision, I'm going to expand your vision and we're going to do this. We're, we're going to build have on this, it. And we're going to build on it. Because if they're able to do so, if they're able to do so, then the you can really be a program to be reckoned with. I'm, I'm not going to say we're coming back. I'm not going to say that this is the path to success and we're going to be back. And This no. is the place to do that. Why wouldn't you do that? Because we, we have to put the foundations in place in order to say that. Manny is one of those foundations. I think that Tyler Van Dyke is another one of those foundations, right? That kid is a real quarterback. Regardless who's going to be the new offensive coordinator, right? Because Rhett Lashley is moving to SMU to be the head coach. Yep. So whoever, I saw it today, actually. Wh- whoever is going to be the new offensive coordinator, they know, man, I got a good one. I got a good one, and I can do some damage. And they're going to be able to do that because the kid has foundation, right? He played this year. He, yeah. he knows what it looks like. He knows he what it is to play in Doak Stadium. At FSU. Yeah, exactly. And play bad. And remember that shit and say, the next yep. time I play these guys, I'm going to put a 450 on them. So, again, foundation. And the dub. And the dub, obviously. <laughs> you know? That's the foundations that we're building. The AD needs to be a part of that and really has to help with that. That's what will help the program get back to a level where we can sustain being good, sustain having talent come in, sustain the, the ring meaning something, right? The cha- the touchdown rings, the chains meaning something. Right. We're going to be able to sustain that because the teams will actually be good. We may not be top three in the nation. Okay, that takes time. But if we lay those things down and build on top of that, there's no reason why we can't be. There's no reason why we can't no be. No reason why that you can't be a top 10 program every year. Every year. You know, and, you know the, the, that's that's well, what, that's what the, you know, Canes fans were so used to for so long. 
and it's just it's, it hasn't been that in, in you know in recent times. But uh, Manny, as far as I go on my you know my end with Manny, few episodes back, maybe five six episodes before this run, you know I was one of the big ones, you know big proponents for saying, hey man, like we got to look and see if this guy's the problem, if this is the issue, right? And if he was the issue, I think he got his shit figured out. Because, you know, he did close out the season in, in, a, in a good way, you know, playing with his guys, you know, with, with the development of Van Dyke and, and seeing the, the transformation of the team from, you know, game, you know, week one to this last week right now and his dominant performance against Duke. He, he, he sold me enough to give him another chance for next year. You know what I mean? I, if this was what he was able to do with his guys after, you know, a whole different game plan before the season started, you know, I'd like to see now they already have a whole year or, uh, you know, a whole season of experience, and they're going to go into a training camp, you know, a whole new team now. They're going to have some new pieces because they're going to be losing some guys. But, again, all guys that, to your point, you know, that you've, you know, you kind of harped on is these are Manny's guys. So uh, we got to at least give them the chance to, to, to fail. You know, you know, we got to give them that opportunity. And what, what's, the, what's the Canes' final record this season? I think they were eight and or or eight or nine and like four or something like that. Uh, Does that sound right? Say that again. Like nine and four or something like that. Nine mm. and five. Close. I'm just I'm just kind of rambling here, waiting for you to pull it up. Honestly, keep rambling, dog. All right, we could just do that, you know, or I could just look seven it up. Seven and five, bro. Seven and five. All right. Well, I wasn't too too far off, but I mean. Um, Thanks for the extra two wins. We'll take it. Yeah, you know, that's why I thought there was an extra two games in the season. But, you know, obviously not what anybody expected, but you, you got to take everything, you know, in strides and, and, and take the good, you know, the positives um, away from this. And we had a good development. We found a quarterback. Manny seemed to get a groove. And, you know, we, we were able to kind of play better towards the end of the season. So hopefully we can lead that going into next season, man. And, and look, you know, even more respect due to Manny because he know, he hears all this shit being said about him. You know, it's not like he's dodging it. He's he's not dodging it by any stretch of the imagination. He's coming out and saying, yeah, I'm aware of this, but guess what? Me and my guys are focused about this. We're not listening to you. We're not listening to any outsiders. We're not doing none of that. All we're doing is being focused on the guys that we have in-house and what we got going on. And the team really bought into that. Knighton is going to be back next year. Tyler Van Dyke already came out. They asked him right after the game, which is stupid as hell, asking him about whether he's going to come back, whether, man, he's here or not. He's like, I'm a hurricane. And I, I'll, I, and for sure, Manny's coming back. Manny's out there recruiting right now, right now, today. Got reported that he left yesterday. Been recruiting all, all day. The man is committed to the job, dog. We need to commit to him. Right now, until he goes out there and gives us a lame duck season where we're four and eight, you know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. It's like, all right, sorry, man, you got to go, Papo. There's no excuse for that. But if you're keeping us competitive, even through the worst of the worst. Then again, you deserve some some credit for that. They hopefully, fin- they Manny finished gets it. out seven and five, five and three in conference, though. So you know, either way you spin it, they're above five hundred. Um, so you can't fire a guy for for being above five hundred. Can't man, and in especially, both regards. Especially if he with, go if he goes by five hundred regular, and then he's like zero and five or whatever in conference. You're like, all right, we got a problem here. But you know, those numbers are are they're not the best. They're not what we want, right? We want championships. We want to be in that conversation. But as far as the heading on the right track, I think I think we are. For sure. And and look, you know, to to kill all the shit about uh Mario Cristobal and whatnot, they're not gonna waste the time with that. You know, like it's too much money. The guy wants nine we see all this movement around the NCAA right now. You know what I mean? Like uh uh what's this dude? He's going to um, 
to USC. Uh, yes. I, uh, Riley. I, I yeah. can't remember his name now. But Luke yeah, Riley, I know something like that. It was one of the more lucrative ones uh, that just happened over the weekend. Michigan State uh, head coach getting nine million dollars, ten million dollars. Like a lot of the, the the moves around it is big money moves, and the Canes are in a state a state school or a private school. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be very careful with their funds. Now, once that opens up again, yeah, you can go out there and pay eight, nine, ten million dollars a year for a coach, but at the same time, you better be getting eight, uh, at least double that in return. And right now that program is not making that much because it's boosters, um, lack of investments. Um, the stadium's not selling out because the team isn't winning a bunch of games like they should. You know what I mean? So, like, it's hard to generate that revenue as opposed to those other schools where it's like, yeah, I have 15 boosters and all these guys are in the hundreds of millions of dollars throwing X amount of dollars at the program. Right. Not going to get that same thing down here. So all that stuff about paying Crystal Ball to buy out his contract and then paying him again, like, no. Not happening. Until the dude comes out and says, hey, I, I'm tired of be living in Oregon and I want to come to Miami. Like, until that happens, let's let's leave that man where he is and let him do his yeah. thing in Oregon and root for him, for him from afar. Right. Right? But let's nah, focus Manny's on guy, Manny. Manny's the guy right now. And, and supporting Manny. You know what I mean? Let's support Manny. He earned another season, man. I give him that. Yeah, bro. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, bro. And, you, you know, like like us, we're, we're always coming back. You know what I mean? So, like, the U is going to come back. Yes, sir. Canes are uh, definitely, uh, Panthers definitely on the way back. We're going to yes, get sir. a dub tomorrow. He hopefully on the way back we're tonight. We're watching this game right now. The 20-point deficit at the half. So, I hope we're coming we come back. back. We're coming back. No and Jimmy, no hero. We're feeling it tonight. And to wrap it all up, the Dolphins are definitely making trying to make a comeback of the season and, and, and really make it something respectable. So, you know, South Florida team's got that grit, man. We, we got that grind. You know what I mean? We ain't giving up like that. Though. Dogs, baby. We dogs. We dogs out here. You know what, Jay? Let's wrap this up, dog. I think we're losing because we're not paying attention to the game, dog. I know, dog. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, bro. Let's go watch this game, chill out, maybe have a beer or two. Um, oh, yeah, I want to tell you guys something. Make sure to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend to follow us on social media. That's it. Sports with So So Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Drop a comment. Say, hey, So So and Joel, you guys are pretty cool. And we're going to say thanks. All right. So make sure you guys tell all your friends that. And thank you guys for listening to another dope episode. Make sure you follow us. And until next time, peace. peace.